Welcome to the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie 2023. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie. And we are Year of the Movie podcast. Uh, guess what, guys? We're mixing things up. We have Bryce back Whoa. in the control room. So that's really only helpful for our video viewers to see that right now. But our audio viewers, Bryce, say hi. Hello. A whole room. Separate. Yeah, he really does have his own room now, which is... He's grown up. He's grown up. <laughs> our our production budget has shot through the roof. <laughs> um, a quick thing. I'm sick. I'm not sick anymore. You said that like you were dying. I'm. Uh, it's the big one. Um, I am very congested right now, so that's why I sound this way. Uh, also, uh, so sorry about the audio in the last episode. It was a mess. There was a weird buzzing issue, and there wasn't really a great way to fix that. Theoretically, there is no more buzz. Fingers there should crossed. be no buzz. Bryce, do you hear a buzz right now? I not above the normal buzz from tinnitus, but great perfection. So we're good. Yeah. Um. So now onto the the movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. Before you get into your notes. Yeah. I do want to talk, unless you have this in your notes. That the Oscar nominations just came out. I do not have this in my notes. So at the time of this recording, Oscar nominations just came out mm-hmm. yesterday. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um. And, you know, there's movies on there that you know we expected, mm-hmm. and then there's the big, uh, the big uh, Lebowski. Lebowski. Um, Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. Oh, the snubs. Um, there a lot of the internet, a lot of people think that they got snubbed. A lot of people are saying. It was a fine movie. They, it, it didn't really need to be nominated. Uh, yeah, it's. I think the weirder part is that. Well, I know uh, America Ferrera got uh, supporting actress. She got supporting actress. But the the weirdest part is that Ryan Gosling was nominated and Margot Robbie wasn't. Yeah. Um. His uh statement response thing that he very was, classy. Yeah, it was was the ideal response of, yeah. uh he said like there is no ken without barbie yeah yeah just yes literally like from from the toy standpoint yep. he is correct also from the standpoint of how that movie got made and that the driving force behind it was greta gerwig and margot robbie who had meetings with uh people saying you will make a billion dollars off of this movie yep. and then they did yep and then they don't get that. Yeah. You can you can make the the argument or whatever that like those awards are like uh I, I can't think of the right word right now, but um Meaningless? Yeah. That is one of the words that you could use. Yeah. Um or like it's it's for show. It's yeah. yeah. It's not it's it doesn't actually have any meaning behind it. But it's also like this is a very unique time in film history where you have uh, three of the uh, best, or three of the nominations for Best mo- Motion Picture were directed by women. It's never happened before. Yep. And then you also have a first female solo director who has a movie to make over a billion dollars and yeah, to not then have that final step of acknowledging, like, you done good. Were the other two directors of the Best Picture nominations nominated for Best Director? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. 
I know one of them was the Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, I want to say, like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Oscars. I think it is a silly award of Hollywood being like, yeah, go Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Especially when so many movies about Hollywood just end up winning because it's about Hollywood. Yeah. Um, But I keep... Past lives. Past lives. Oh, yeah. And these all deserve them. I'm not saying that they don't. It's just, it is weird when when Barbie was like, and I know it got a nomination for Best Screenplay, which Greta yeah. Gerwig co-wrote yeah. um, with her husband. So it's like, eh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anatomy of a Fall, Justine Triet. Yeah. That's probably not how you pronounce it. No. Just didn't. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, was nominated for directing as well. They both were? So it was... Just... No. Oh, okay. So only one of the three best picture directed by women <clears throat> was also nominated for best director. As far as I can see, yes. Okay. These are also facts in my head from what I read online. Like... Yeah. I don't have specific um uh sound off in the comments if we're just completely wrong anyway it's it's just like such wild mixed messages to get from like yeah you have you have this this institution that claims to be rewarding and supporting and highlighting film and filmmaking and then but only a little bit we still we still got it we still got to show that the well, the men are still doing good stuff too yeah it's just it's an extremely goofy year for movies. Yeah. But I wanted to keep off of that. Mm-hmm. People online, since since these little nominations, I keep seeing threads where people are like, 2023 is one of the best year for movies in recent movie history, which... Boy, howdy, do I have a podcast recommendation for you. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> and if you're hearing this, then you are. <laughs> but, but also, is it, is it one of the... We we said this earlier, or like when when you were telling me about it this morning. Yeah. Then, uh, like the, it's I said it's the year of the movie. Yeah. Like you were saying, there there are all of these big movies that came out, like Poor Things and Barbie and Oppenheimer, and like the the cinema, like those types of artsy yeah. movies. And then there's Cocaine Bear and Sixty Five and Eighty for Brady yeah. and every other movie we've ever mentioned for every single episode. Yeah. I said it's the year for the movie because I feel like we're at the point where uh, people were greenlighting a bunch of wild stuff Mm -hmm. during the pandemic and in isolation, and now we get to see all of it. It came out all at once. (laughs) But I'm probably, I don't know if biased is the right word, but Everything Everywhere All at Once I think is probably one of my favorite movies. And I know it isn't the only movie that came out but 2022 was just like it just was an incredible year for cinema or cinema yeah so it's just weird when people are like yeah in the last 7 years 2023 is probably the best year in terms of movies yeah <laughs> okay now that all that preamble and all that is let's let's focus on today's episode and today's episode is about the movie strays strays Yep. Strays, the talking dog movie yeah. with Will Ferrell. 
Bryce, and uh, have you heard about this movie? I have not. Oh, oh, really? You haven't? No. Okay, so it is, you know, like one of those um, dog movies where, like, the dog talks, but no one can, like, understand the dog, but it still has, like, a person speaking as the dog. Oh, like the Elijah Wood uh, TV show. No, not not quite Wilfred. Oh. Different from that. Different from Wilfred. So more like... Uh, uh, Milo and Otis, do they talk in that? They talk to each other, but I'm trying to like. There's a bunch. There's like one or two Dennis Quaid movies where he has a dog and the dog narrates. Yeah. Um, and so like it's a it's a dog story basically. You know the Bush's baked beans commercials where yes. the dog's mouth moves. Yes. One of those. But no one can understand the dogs except other animals. So it's like Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Except people can understand Detective Pikachu. No, it's just uh, the the kid. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been oh. a while since I've seen Detective. Okay. Pikachu. Well, I love no that. one can understand the dogs, but they talk to each other. They talk to each other. The mouths move. in English, and the mouths move. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's an R-rated dog adventure story. Yes. Okay. Because it's Will Ferrell, Jimmy Fox, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Randall Park. Yes. And Isla Fisher. Yep. <laughs> That's like the, the main the main cast. And then Will Forte is also in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it's hard R. The synopsis is uh, abandoned on the mean streets by his low life owner, Doug, a naive but lovable dog, or abandoned on the mean streets by his low life owner, Doug. A naive but lovable dog named Reggie falls in with a fast-talking, foul-mouthed Boston Terrier and his gang of strays. Determined to seek revenge, Reggie and his new canine pals embark on an epic adventure to get him home and make Doug pay for his dirty deed. Yeah. I don't want to say this now, because it's an R-rated movie. Mm. Let's let's try not to swear so that I don't have to remember to make this explicit. Okay. Please. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I also learned when I was looking stuff up about this movie that um, Strays should not be confused with the other 2023 movie, The Strays, which is a Netflix movie. I think it's a British Netflix movie, so... I don't know if that's on our list, but... It might, may or may not be on our list. Yes, it needs to be. Yeah. That one I have heard of. The Strays? The Strays? Yep. All right. Interesting. Um, anyway, what were your first impressions when you heard about this movie? Um... So this was another one where the tra- so the trailer came out early. It did. Cuz the the movie didn't come out until the endish of the year. Uh yeah, I have, right? I have info. Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, um but the trailer came out pretty early cuz it was another one of those trailers that I saw and I was like, "Oh, 2023 cuz it, it was at a point where it was like the trailers for 2023 were 65. Mm-hmm. We have a ghost. Mm-hmm. strays inside inside somebody i used to know um those were the main ones where i was like this is a, uh, a wild selection yeah and then i think like i don't renfield maybe i think the barbie teaser trailer was out at that point and like it was at least the meme we, of we, we of, knew that it was happening yeah, yeah. the the barbenheimer meme had at least but yeah. strays was definitely one where i was like what is this like why yeah like yeah, and I'm glad comedies are being made because mm-hmm. there has been, and we kind of talked about this in the Foggy Mountain episode, 
like a decline in theatrical release of comedies. Yeah. But boy, howdy, was this year. It doesn't help any. Because <laughs> what? It was Strays and then No Hard Feelings? That Jennifer, La- Jennifer Lawrence movie? Yeah. Oh, are you thinking about that quote from our last episode that talked about the different. There, there was a quote that we that was from like a comment on an article that was like, uh, saying that Foggy Mountain was best best poised to be like a yes. turn to yeah the traditional, twenty tens comedy uh-huh. yeah which I I still agree with I agree with yeah but yeah so it was Strays and yeah No Hard Feelings was like the other big yeah slapstick and I saw someone online that was like man No Hard Feelings was like. That was like the biggest push back towards comedy. Like it was pretty good. Whatever. Just comedy I wish was taken more seriously. Yeah. Which I know mm-hmm. people don't like. How do you take comedy seriously? Because it's uh, a craft. It's an art. <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> I want to take my ball and go home. <laughs> yeah. I am going to take my ball and go home. Okay. See you there. Um, yeah, I, when I heard about this movie, I was like, oh, this is a extremely goofy year for movies. That's wild. Um, but I also thought, like, when you hear the premise of R-rated dog movie, then it's kind of like, yeah, why hasn't that been done before? Um, yeah, I think it's a good premise. We'll get into the execution later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can tell by the tone of our voice that we fans of the execution because mm-hmm. we are whoa what's next in your name uh the trailer so oh, yeah, trailer. we're gonna do a slightly different thing for trailers uh for this one specifically because there's not like if you know the synopsis you know basically the plot the breakdown the trailer doesn't really reveal a whole lot more from that i mean we might do it for other episodes that are similar yeah in, in that way basically this one is not worth it to do like a shot for shot breakdown and we're you know if people feel strongly about including that then we'll bring it back but in general we're gonna summarize the trailers more unless there's some huge deviation like in somebody i used to know or something like that where the trailer is just wildly different from what the actual movie is uh i think it's your turn yeah that's fine i have another one i just I'm not just on my phone. See, this is fun having... T- we have tallies on our cameras. So for our video viewers, I'm, I'm looking right at you. And I can see that I'm live. I'm not on, just on my phone. I have notes. I'm on the notes. I'm looking at the notes. So don't come at me, Mom. <laughs> anyway. The trailer. Uh... Reggie is a happy dog who loves everything, especially his owner, Doug. It's clear that Reggie doesn't understand that Doug is an abusive dog owner who keeps trying to abandon him in various locations. Reggie just thinks they're playing a game called Fetch and Uh F-Word. Reggie gets abandoned again in a city where he meets Bug and his friends Maggie and Hunter. Bug breaks the news that Reggie is actually a stray, but tries to show him the benefits of living without an owner. Reggie eventually decides to return to Doug again, but this time he's going to bite Doug's penis off. You can say that. No, it's just the eye contact as you turned and said penis at me. It's the only way I say penis. (laughs) 
uh, Doug's new friends decide to join him and they go on a raunchy buddy road trip. Yep. Pretty straightforward movie. Um, it really highlights that this is an adult dog movie. Yeah. Um, the tagline that they had for the Universal Studios, like YouTube, uh, said they're bad to the bone. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good tagline. It's pretty good. I feel like it's not quite dog enough related to me. Bad to the bone. Thank you. That's so Does it help if the tagline is said that way? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the trailer also highlights the big names. Actually, it really just highlights uh, Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. Um, and then that is from the same people who made 21 Jump Street, Cocaine Bear, and Ted. Um, the director, uh, his other big credit that I could see where it's Bar, Bar, Barb and Star Visit Del Mar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's his other big one. Uh, the cast. Will Ferrell as Reggie, Jamie Foxx as Bug, Isla Fisher as Maggie, Randall Park as Hunter, Will Forte as Doug, the owner, uh, Brett Gelman as Willie. Uh, he's the... Um, he's in Stranger Things. He's he's the conspiracy nut in Stranger Things. Yeah, but in this movie, he's like a... He works at the dog pound. Yeah. Um, he's he, the warden of the dog pound. There are a lot of... Um, like celebrity voice cameos, like Rob Riggle plays Wolf, one of the canine dogs. He plays he plays the cop dog, which yeah. makes sense. Uh, Josh Gad plays Gus, who is the narrating dog. He is parodying what we were describing to Bryce earlier of the narrating dog yeah. movies, where he is narrating a scene that has nothing to do with the story, but they put it in the movie. And he's narrating a scene. Spoilers for the movie. Let's just get out of that. We're just we're just spoiling this movie. He narrated a scene of his owner talking to a girl and it's basically like uh uh like she needed they're at a carnival it's yeah like, and he was just like yeah my owner really needs her the dog barks at the girl and the girl turned around and she was like your dog made me mess up my shot because she's doing like the darts yeah at balloon game thing and he's like well maybe i can make it up to you and it's supposed to be like a meet cute and then the dog's narration is like uh, if only people could understand me, then they would know that David was going to kill that woman. Because he's killed seven other women yeah. and buried them in his backyard. That scene, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sofia Vergara voices Dolores the couch. Yep, she voices the couch. And then my favorite, uh-huh. I don't know if this is what you have, but uh, Dennis Quaid is in this movie as Dennis Quaid. Forgot to credit Dennis Quaid uh, as Dennis Quaid. Because he's in those dog movies, yeah. Where I think Josh Gad voices the dog in the in those dog movies, yeah. But he, Dennis Quaid is bird watching and then sees the crazy event that's happening, mm-hmm. and he puts down his binoculars and he says, "That's the craziest thing I've ever seen." And I'm Dennis Quaid. Like before that, it could have just been celebrity cameo, but he he's like, "Hi, I'm, I'm Dennis Quaid." Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the characters, the main, the main group. Uh, the main four. The main four. Um, they kind of all have, like, one defining characteristic. So, Hunter is a, uh, he's a therapy dog who was almost a canine dog and then bailed out of the program. Um, and he's nervous. He wears a cone all the time. Um, and then there's... Maggie, 
who is owned by an influencer and then the influencer got another dog so now she's kind of like neglected by the owner um and she's really good at sniffing <laughs> and they have uh they they flirt yep um and then uh bug is Jamie Foxx's character and he has been a stray the other two aren't strays no um, they just sometimes roam the streets with bug yeah they they just have unsupervised street access um yeah so bug has been astray for the longest for a while um and he's got issues with people he doesn't like the idea of having an owner because uh, he had an owner once but uh it was like a six-year-old girl who accidentally st- stepped on him or woke him up or they were best friends she ran past him she she accidentally stepped on his paw and instinctually like a dog he bit her yeah and so then the parents got rid of him yeah uh which like i get it it's a movie it was obviously like they established like these were best friends she picked him out as a puppy from the, the the store and all that stuff and then it's like, well, this is clearly not a part of this dog's behavior. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You gotta have have a tragic backstory. And then Reggie, uh, the main character, is owned by Doug. Um, Doug sucks. Um, and then he was dating this girl who was the one to adopt Reggie and who actually took care of him. And then they broke up and Doug kept Reggie he hated the dog but he kept him just because he knew that she uh wanted wanted him yeah it was out of spite out of spite yeah um so yeah then reggie decides he wants revenge for um being mistreated so they go on an adventure from new york city to some countryside (laughs) some country (laughs) some countryside (laughs) yeah they go all the way to the italy and Reggie says, he says, I'm going to bite your penis off. <laughs> no, they just go out to the country. But it's like a, it's a long trip just for dogs on their own. Yeah, they say like he was abandoned in the city. And then yeah. they go back to Doug's house. And then it's also like, it's dogs. It's the perspective of dogs. So they uh, like are traveling by landmarks. So when he's saying the landmarks, he's like, "There's the big." There's a there's a cone. There's a big cone. Which there's is the mountain. Hamster wheel, which is a Ferris wheel at the carnival. And there's a devil in the sky. There's the devil in the sky. And it's a billboard for the post office. It has a mailman on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. It yeah is silly movie and there's funny parts. There's definitely funny parts. There are funny bits. It's rough. I see your note here that I also appreciate. Minimal CGI. Mm-hmm. A lot of this movie was done with real dogs. Um, and then, the, you know, they just CGI the face or whatever. Yeah. And then some stuff you have to CGI. Like when a hawk picks up Bug and starts flying yeah. with Bug. And then Reggie grabs on to Bug's foot with Reggie's like He bites yeah. the foot. And so what the scene is is a hawk flying in the air. Carrying two dogs. Carrying two dogs. And that's what Dennis Quaid sees through his binoculars. Yeah. And then the dogs hit a tree and they're able to escape. And it's yeah. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of other uh well so there are dog dog movie tropes mm -hmm. the movie talks about them a lot um so like the classic one which is the main plot for this movie is the like we have to get home to the family at all costs like somehow a pet is separated from its family and then it tries to return to the family and it's all heartwarming and whatever uh this movie is, is uh it's not going for heartwarming um for the <laughs> to reunite reggie and doug <laughs> yeah um yeah there's the narrator dog like we talked about earlier um there's also kind of the buddy road trip trope of the dogs get high at one point there's like yeah, a drug they eat mushrooms and honestly the high scene pretty good i like, don't like drug scenes in movies um just because i feel like it's always cheesy um this one was pretty good but whenever like characters suddenly get high it it immediately feels like a high school project every single time to me of just like i never i never believe it I yeah i think it works like if they lean into the cheesiness or if it's a psychedelic like if it's a psychedelic then it's more believable i think if it's weed and then all of this stuff happens then whatever yeah whenever yeah whenever a movie is like yeah smoked and then they they uh saw god or yeah. whatever it's like you should go to the hospital if that's your reaction but uh like uh walk hard dewey cox story he gets high in that movie with the beatles and there's like a high scene in that where <laughs> they're all in a trip together um but it's animated like the yellow submarine movie and so it's like they're showing this drug trip through like that lens and it's very funny this one i thought worked also because they're mushrooms they're dogs it was silly and it was more of it more than just like how they're acting they also like at one point one of the dogs was a hand puppet yeah it, part of it was animated like it would it this was one, this one worked because they did enough like messing with the mediums or like it there was another joke on top of it besides yeah. just isn't it funny that these characters are high now yeah. like um book smart is the one that i mostly think of of like a, a, a fairly recent one that i've seen i know there's a drug drug sequence in that and like they do mess with like i think they're also animated or something at one point in that i don't remember yeah but it yeah it just whenever it happens i'm always just like oh, okay yeah it's never it's it's all hardly ever interesting to me yeah. this one was fun of some of the stuff like the the um like the hand puppet or um there is the one specifically of like a shot of a bug and it's like a dog meme like yeah there's some self-aware stuff with that the the one part with it that i was like meh about was they kill a family of rabbits while they're high <laughs> they they do but i thought it was funny how they did it and it wasn't like a shock it wasn't gory or anything it's not like they woke up because the when they're high they're like guys i found these toys yeah let's play with these toys and then they're stuffed rabbits mm -hmm. like stuffed animals uh and they start like playing them like dogs do and then the stuffing comes out mm -hmm. and then when they come out of their trip they wake up and they're like oh 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 my god because yeah. there's just blood everywhere and yeah. it's because they accidentally killed rabbits mm -hmm. i know how against killing animals you are 
I'm pretty four. <laughs> but I did think that it was a funny way of doing it. It was definitely not Guardians of the Galaxy 3 of showing animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah. If it was um if it was like they woke up and their their fur was dyed because of the blood or something, I would be more like Yeah. Bleh. Just because it, it would have been too much of a tonal change. The fact that it's like when they woke up and there was blood and stuff everywhere, but you like it was still clearly like fake rabbit. Yeah, like they showed. It stayed in the yeah. the or it kept it in the the goofy tone of the rest of it. Um, the dead rabbits definitely didn't look real at all. Yeah, <laughs> and then they had the 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 canine dogs show up right then, and then they're like, "You see, like they think they think they're gonna get in trouble." Yeah. 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 Um I thought it was an interesting take that this movie was pro canine dog unit. I mean listen I thought it was gonna be like, hey kids, a cab, but I've said it before. A cabda. <laughs> All cops are bad. be bad. Except dogs and horses. <laughs> Bryce Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Would you do you agree? Cabda. A cabda. I mean I know of some really mean horses. All dogs are good and having not seen this movie, uh You're right, Bryce. Not all horses. <laughs> yeah, not some horses can be douches. Um <clears throat> But listening to what you guys are saying about it, I don't think I could watch this movie. Yeah. Just because I, I like dogs too much. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a dumb... It's pro-dog. It's, it's pro-dog. Oh, I, I think it's pro-dog in a way that I don't want to see it, as in... You don't want to ruin the innocence of dogs. Because, we, yeah, we haven't, even, we haven't even gotten to... Well, I'll get there, because yeah. they're in the back of my head. The, two, the scenes... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get there soon. Dogs, dogs are good beings, and they they should not be. We'll prepare for this movie to ruin dogs. Oh boy! To ruin the concept of dogs. Yeah. Um. So there, I wasn't sure where to put this in the notes. I yeah, I was just gonna say, I mean, because there's just so much of this movie that I liked. Yes. So much that I didn't like. The things that I don't like about it, I think, put it in that realm of the early two thousands comedy yeah i think that style of movie is i agree like comedy comedy should be more uh or like just purely comedy for comedy's sake should be more mainstream isn't the right word because like just saying people should like comedy is a nothing statement yeah but like you don't necessarily have to have a dramedy or whatever like you can just make a goofy movie the scenes that were rough to watch in this movie were the more purely comedic early 2000s yeah and, and and a lot of that comes from raunchy humor yes which isn't my absolute favorite i feel like yeah i feel like i'm describing myself as like such a, a prude prude yeah i'm not Just I, like i don't think anti, you're a... anti-drug scene <laughs> anti-dog killing and anti-comedy <laughs> maybe you are a prude I don't think I'm a prude, but I don't really care for poop humor. Oh, yeah. Um, 
it's just never been something that there are exceptions to that because we um, are currently making comedy videos for a plumbing company well yeah there's always exceptions um but i mean the type because like the poop humor that we do for work is just like poop exists <laughs> i'm talking about graphic poop humor where it's just like you see the poop you see the poop or you're talking like uh, about farts or someone lets out a really big fart i don't care about that watching someone throw up i don't care about that uh as much as i love i think you should leave anytime when he's talking about like big mud pie mm-hmm. i don't care about that i don't find any like it's just like okay yeah. whatever it just i don't know in this movie they get locked up into the pound so there's a little girl who's missing in the woods. Yeah, let's get some backstory. So the reason the canine dogs show up after they kill the rabbits, so they they bury the rabbits, yeah. and they're like, we're never going to speak of this again. Uh, the canine dogs show up, and they are, they, they're looking for a little girl who's lost in the woods. Um, they ask, like, talk to the dogs, like, did you find them or whatever? And they're like... Uh, or have you seen them and then the one the rob riggle dog knows hunter and he's like we're buddies like i won't i won't turn you in like i know you guys uh are strays or whatever uh and then it's a setup and rob riggle immediately turns on him and they get taken away to the pound and they're maggie and hunter are like gonna be returned to their owners but they're like this is bad for Bug and, Bug and Reggie. Yeah. Um, and so the dogs have two attempts to break out of the jail. I'm going to connect to the second one since that's what we were talking about first. I have a canine thought before you. Okay. Of like, it feels like it. it's weird that it's pro-canine mm. because they almost make like a commentary about the, uh, the like, jail system and incarceration and whatever of like talking about how this system uh impacts people differently and yeah. like you can't you can't trust this guy who works in this system and yeah. then and then it doesn't and then maggie becomes a canine sniffer dog later anyway yeah i don't think this is the movie it's trying to make it's trying message. not it's not i don't think it's trying to make it's just it's just whatever um so the second attempt that they attempt to break out of jail um, is they convince all of the dogs in the pound, not just like the main four, but all of them to poop. Reggie gives a uh, inspiring speech to get them all to poop. To poop. Like 30 other dogs. That and are... so they all poop and it's all like they are all like in rows and they've pooped and then they are sitting in front of the poop and then the the warden comes in to clean it up and he's like, oh, you guys think you're so funny and so cute. And then all the dogs charge him and run out. And he slips on the poop and keeps slipping on the poop. It's a series of poop pratfalls. Yeah. And then he's covered in poop. Poop falls. And then he's covered in poop. And then he chases after the dogs. And he's covered in poop. And then he he yells at them through the lobby. And he's covered in poop. And then uh, he puts his hand on the receptionist's desk and he's covered in poop he's like i'll clean that up later because he's covered in poop (laughs) (laughs) 
So the joke is, he's covered in poop. Oh, is that the joke? <laughs> that was my read of the situation. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's it's fine. It's over the top. It's, it's just gross humor that like, I've, I've, it it's doesn't. It's not the thing that excites us, obviously. It doesn't do it for yeah. me. Um, the first, first attempt, though, is also doesn't do it for us. Is worse somehow. It's weirder. So, what kind of dog is is Hunter? Hunter. He's a great Dane. He's a great Dane. Yeah. So he's a big dog, mm-hmm. and they're talking, and 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 they're like Hunter. He's not fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are well endowed. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could uh, reach the keys with your penis? They they keep saying how 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 well endowed he is throughout the movie. Throughout the movie, this is a thing that comes up multiple times. Um, and then they're like, "I I bet you could you could make it go all the way across the hallway and get the keys." So they try and get him aroused. Excited. Yeah. Um, and, and so they're doing that and the shots are like the dogs saying things and then you get a basically dirty talking him and then you get close ups on his face and then you get like a shadow Mm -hmm. that's, you know, starting to poke out Mm -hmm. and then you see out of focus red. Yeah. And then they, they show a shot, like a wide shot of this dog. They show the distance of like the the door that they're trying to get out of yeah. where the keys are and they show the, it across the hallway and it's way too far yeah but then they show this dog just with the the red full erection, full erection red rocket yeah. and it's just like what why yeah this is really weird yeah like i don't know mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't have made my cut <laughs> yeah if i was a studio yeah <laughs> Basically, any of the stuff in jail, I'm just like, this was bad. The the stuff with the jail, obviously, there's so much prep for it, which yeah. means, like, that was agreed to pretty early on yep. to have all of that in there, and it's just okay. Yeah. I get why it's in there, again, for an over-the-top comedy, but... Meh. The... There are... Funny bits, and I think nice bits. the other thing with like having that stuff in there is like I guess it makes sense of like if you have a human comedy, there's probably gonna be a weird we need to get out of jail scene. Yeah. There's gonna be a, a drug sequence. There's gonna be a weird sex scene or something. It makes sense to like figure out okay, well how do we make dogs do this? But yeah, the I don't I don't know what, exactly what it is, but the the first jailbreak attempt yeah feels a little. <laughs> I did not enjoy watching it. No, this movie was a lot of just like there's a lot of funny bits, but none of it is really cohesive. There are funny lines within scenes. Yeah, something that we've said about another movie, and I cannot remember which one it is. Maybe it was Foggy Mountain. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's this there's a whole part where Bug is like showing. Reggie, what it means to be astray and the freedom that comes with it. And part of that is like they find these lawn gnomes and Bug is like, yeah, you can just hump whatever you want. Like these lawn lawn gnomes. 
and he's like telling Reggie to like talk dirty to it and call that gnome his his bitch, right? Tell, tell him that's that's daddy. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, well, I meant the dog bitch, so I can say that it's not explicit. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, Doug, not Doug, Bug mm-hmm. was like, tell that gnome that you're his daddy, mm-hmm. and then Reggie was like, oh, hello, son. <laughs> It's nice to meet you. I didn't know I had a son. I'm your father. I'm your father. While he was humping. Yeah. And, like, that was amusing. That's funny because of Will Ferrell's delivery. Yes. He does it in, like, the Buddy the Elf voice. And he was so genuine. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he brings it up again of, like, I have a son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, there are funny lines, funny bits, but none of it is cohesive. And so much is just, like, bleh, like, or gross. Like, the breakout scene, or just, like, boring. Just so much of just, like, why I don't really care. Yeah. Just, uh, it doesn't really connect it all. Yeah. I feel like uh, the the idea of doing an R-rated dog movie is a good idea. It also makes sense that it's, like, the we gotta get home style. Yeah feel like there's got to be a better way to put those elements together than the way that there's got to be a better way than the way that this came together yeah that's that's about it yep production facts production facts um let me let me tell you it was a little bit fun looking at production facts for this because i've got so much info about the dogs that were in this movie uh so this was released august 18th 2023 by universal pictures it originally had a June 9th release date, but it would be competing against Transformers Rise of the Beast. So they moved it. Uh, so it was released alongside Blue Beetle instead. Um, this also... I love what that... What it like, implies? Listen, we know it's not going to do better than Transformers Rise of the Beast. However, there's no competition with Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this... This means that it replaced the Please Don't Destroy Treasure of Foggy Mountain with its theatrical release. Oh. Um, and then there is a quote from the rap that says, uh, this, or like the, this change, uh, it further highlights the challenges in releasing big new comedies in theaters since you might, still might need big new stars. While most Saturday Night Live movies were not theatrically successful, Wayne's World and Blues Brothers are the exception. The near disappearance of the SNL comedian to movie star pipeline is one reason why we haven't yet we have yet to see the next Adam Sandler or Eddie Murphy in the last several years. Yeah. Yeah. Seems about right. I just thought it was interesting based on our last episode discussion. Yeah. Um, it has an hour and thirty three minute runtime. It's rated R, like we've said. Uh, the critic ratings. It's got a fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes with a sixty nine percent audience score. Nice. I gotta say, that is higher than what I expect, expected critics to give it. Yeah. And lower than what I ex- expected audience. Yeah. Um, it's got a 54 out of 100 on Metacritic and a B plus on Cinema Score. The critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is, um, it's crudely effective and effectively crude. Strays is more amusing than hilarious, but this comedy's scattershot humor is partially offset by its surprisingly big part. I. Agree that it's more amusing than hilarious. I don't agree that it has a surprisingly big part. No, because, like, if it's a dog movie, you expect heart, even if it's an R-rated comedy, because yeah. they're dogs. So it's just, like, there's going to be heart. So I don't know. I wasn't really surprised. 
Yeah. By any of the emotion that came with it. No. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't make me feel much. No. Nope. <laughs> Other than disgust. Yep. <laughs> uh, the budget for this movie was forty-six million dollars. And was it successful? No. Uh. Yep. Earned thirty-six million dollars. You're saying it didn't do better than Blue Beetle? It um, so that was twenty-four million from U.S. and Canada, and twelve million from other territories. It was originally projected to earn fifteen to seventeen million in its opening weekend. However, after earning three point four million dollars on the first day, that estimation was then lowered to eight point five million dollars. That's rough. That's rough. Uh, and then just a brief production timeline. Um, August of 2019. The producers Phil Lord and Christopher Miller signed a first look deal with Universal Pictures. So May 2021, Universal acquired the rights to Strays. September 2021, filming begins in Atlanta, Georgia. And then December of 2021, production wrapped. Um, There was apparently a lot of discussion about what dog breeds would play well off of each other in this movie and who the stars should be. And everyone was just voting for the dog breed that they personally had. (laughs) Um, and then info about the dog actors. So Elsa is the Australian Shepherd who played Maggie. She was the only one who had acted before. Uh, <laughs> dog about dog. I know. Sophie the Border Terrier who played Reggie was apparently very. Whoa, pretty. whoa, whoa! They had. They did. You're telling me. Telling you that a woman dog. Yep. Played a man dog. That's feminism, baby. Ooh. Boy, didn't realize this movie was pushing down its liberal agenda. Which did mean that they, part of the special effects that they had to do was make Sophie anatomically accurate when Doug holds up Reggie. That is ridiculous. Um, And then Dolan the Great Dane, who played Hunter, was still a puppy and got the zoomies a lot on set and would knock stuff over because he's 150 pounds. And then Benny, the Boston Terrier, who played Bug, was the biggest diva on set. I mean, that sounds right. Uh, they said that, like, if the temperature dropped below, like, 70 degrees, then he would just shake and need to be held. <laughs> <laughs> so they just thought it was very funny that the the character who's the toughest is played by the, the wimpiest little yeah. baby. <laughs> um, there were over 75 dog actors used in this film. Um which makes sense because I think it was like 40 or something just for the pound. Yeah. Uh, the head dog trainer, Mark Forbes, said he's wanted an R-rated dog movie for a long time. Hi, Mark Forbes. I'm the head dog trainer. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been thinking, guys, what if we had yeah. an R-rated dog movie? Because I don't know about you, but I often think about dog penises This is and how comically we could use them impression of mark forbes uh, even i've never heard his voice yeah it could be spot on um yeah he he and apparently other other dog trainers that worked on this movie were just like finally it's happening like they i i guess this one subset just really wanted this to happen all right yeah um and he said that eyelines were an interesting challenge for this movie specifically um there is a lot of dialogue like there's a lot of scenes where it's yeah. just like four dogs talking to each other um so it's hard to like get four trainers who are all off screen together and like getting the dogs to ignore all the other trainers uh it's uh so other things that i didn't know 
is that um, unless a dog owner specifically is saying like I'm lending this dog for this production then the trainer adopts the dog and it's their dog for forever or whatever um so i i just didn't think about that and it takes about four or five months to get a dog ready for filming which is also shorter than i thought it would be shorter and longer yeah i don't know fun stuff uh so part of the reason that i think this movie felt so disjointed was uh the filming they filmed the scenes with the dogs first before recording the dialogue which I get. Yeah, I can why. see why they did that. Yeah. Uh, so the director, Josh Greenbaum, had said in an interview to Entertainment Weekly that um, I recorded scratch audio almost like a table read of the movie just so I could hear it. I even built animatics to the scratch audio. It was just actor friends who came in and lent their voices to that process. And then we went and shot. Originally, I thought I would play back the scenes for everyone on set, but I quickly realized that was not as helpful. It was a very weird set. Traditionally, you would have a rehearsal with actors and block the scene, but you can't do that. You can't ask these dogs, where would you want to say your line? What do you think you want? Where do you want to stand up and talk? So I would take stuffed animals. I had four stuffed animals, and with my first AD, we would walk them around on set and show the crew what the scene was and what it was about. Then we'd meet with the trainers about what behaviors we needed. Then we would film. It wasn't until after that we started recording with Will, Jamie, Isla, and Randall, and that obviously brought the film to life. Um, the actors also recorded their lines together, and uh, that was a thing that the director kind of insisted on doing. It makes sense. Makes sense. And then Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx were apparently very excited to work together, because they haven't done that before. <laughs> That's nice. Good for them. <laughs> I'm glad everyone had a good time. Um, another thing is uh, that we mentioned earlier, it's pretty minimal CGI in this movie, uh, and the director did not want to rely on CGI that much. He said in an interview with People, I really wanted to lean on naturalistic dog behavior. Anybody who owns a dog or a cat knows how their body language tells you so much, and so to that end, I really wanted to get that behavior out of the dogs using a team of trainers and not by relying too much on CGI. If a dog was confused, instead of animating the eyebrows and furrowing them the way you might in, in a kid's movie, they cock their head. That's what they do when they're confused. Stuff like that. I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate all the effort that went into this movie. Seems like a lot of technical stuff went into this movie yeah. that is impressive. Yes. It's it's the the final product. Yeah. That something was lost along the way. <laughs> uh my last little fact is Josh Greenbaum also apparently adopted one of the dogs who played Reggie and his kids named it Reggie. Good. Yep. <laughs> Raining? I think it's. Else? I think that's all I got. I think it's time for the rating. We rate things on this show out of four with five options. Zero out of four is. Oh, oh no, oh god no! What if, what have you done? Why have you made this movie? One out of four is that was a movie. Two is that's a well-made movie. Three enjoyable and kind of technically good. And four is Oscar worthy. I gave this movie a one out of four. I did too. Because it really was just a movie. It was a It's Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There are parts of it that were well made, obviously, like we just said, but doesn't quite feel like enough in the final product for it to be worth the two. Yeah. I didn't enjoy watching it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's 
pretty much this. Bryce, do you have any questions for us about this movie? You're, no. you're our direct link to the audience. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. I like being a, my vantage point is I just see from your eyes and up. <laughs> yeah, for, really our, for uh, our viewers, yeah. uh, there's a window between the two rooms that we can see Bryce. <laughs> but uh, Much like the dogs in the movie, I, I'm not doing anything up here. I'm just cocking my head. <laughs> the motions. Yeah. Well, so that that was our movie. Um, so we we watch other movies and <laughs> sometimes we there's a weird there's a weird feeling in my chest right now. Am I dying? Is it sadness? I don't know. Is your heart growing three sizes? It's like a wave. That was weird. I have asthma. Um, <laughs> we talk about other movies that we've watched recently. Yeah. Um, I haven't really watched. Just a movie. I've had Mystery Science Theater on nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've been sick. Because I've been sick. What one stood out? Samurai Cop. That's fun. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Came out in the nineties. Huh. Uh, about it's basically a lethal weapon knockoff, mm-hmm. where this white cop with long hair everyone calls samurai for some reason and then the bad guys are asian and it's 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 rough yeah i mean it's a fun watch especially if you're doing the mystery science theater watch of it um i think it was mystery science theater it it was probably mystery science theater but it could have been one of their other ones like rift tracks or cinematic titanic or the film crew because there's so many variations but that was fun. That's probably all I got. I watched uh, The Dark Crystal. Yep. Um, Classic. It's a good one. Uh, it was the first time that my girlfriend had seen it, and she had some funny reactions to it. She was, uh, I mean, into it the whole time. It was yeah. just, like, absorbed into the story. And then, and then spoiler for The Dark Crystal, that you find out that, like, the two species are related to each other. And when one of them dies, and then you see the other one like fade away because of it and she goes <laughs> she was shocked <laughs> so that was it's a good one puppets are fun i love puppets bryce have you watched a movie recently not a movie i did well if i may you may uh i did see i knew what naked attraction was i understood the idea Never see, never seen it. And I go on HBO Max, which I have not done in a hot minute, and they're like, hey, we've got Mail. the best parts. I'm like, well. The best parts? I get, I, we'll, we'll check it out, I guess. So. Bryce? Yeah. Did you by chance uh, confuse Max with M-A-X-X-X? The best parts. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay, I, I double check this one. I double check. <laughs> uh, no, but like, yeah, I clicked on just to see what it was about. It is the less, le- the least sexy dating show out there. Yeah. For for its premise and concept. Yeah. The least sexy. <laughs> um, and that's not body shaming. It's. It is, they take everyone's bodies and it's all very objective. 
it's all very this is the human body yeah well now you know just it was an experience and it was the abbreviated one and me and my girlfriend were like we don't need to watch a full show this is <laughs> that's enough this is enough yeah let's head over to maxxx.com <laughs> and let's see some real cinema hey there's a plot uh, um and then i also started cowboy bebop which is like oh nice it's it's good, yeah. but it's not a movie. So is it the 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 I would assume real the boy one, the what the the real boy? No, uh, I haven't gotten Netflix ever since I did the password thing. Yeah, so the animation's really good. That's cool. Yeah. Well, cool. I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for watching. If you have comments or questions, or if you want us to talk about a 2023 movie that we haven't talked about. Let us know in the comments, preferably of YouTube or Instagram, because I don't really know how to find any other ones. But on other podcast platforms, it helps us a lot if you rate and review us. It helps us show up in algorithms, which makes things easier. And or if you want to consider supporting us on Patreon, that's a thing that you can also do. Please do. It's only $5. It's only $5. Or you can be a free member for whatever that's called. It's true. You can follow us. It's five dollars a month. If you want to. You get exclusive content. Do you see what our budget has gone up to? Imagine (laughs) for five extra dollars. dollars, You could feed me. (laughs) For five extra dollars a month, we can add a bunk bed into Bryce's own room. (laughs) Bryce can control from a bed. Yeah. For five extra dollars, we could get a dog. Ooh. We get a dog? No. Yeah. You can maybe get a turtle. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to the end of this episode. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh. And then you press stop, I think, with the record button. So the